But we ask now that the presence of the Holy Spirit would be very real here, that in your light we may see light. So, 但愿圣灵的同在实在在我们当中是成为实际，让我们能够实在看见你的亮光。Help us to understand and to cooperate with your purposes in these end days. So, 求你让我们明白，并且我们能够与你一同合作，主要让我们能够达成你永远的旨意。We thank you for this time together, and we want to ask that you would take this time with your anointing and do your work. So, 我们就支取你的高油，求你完成你要做的工作。We pray in Jesus' precious name. 我们祷告奉主耶稣宝贵的名。Amen. Well, we thank the Lord for wonderful fellowship and worship we had this morning. And we are gathered together today now to read the Word of God. We want to continue to fellowship on this matter of spiritual leadership. Many people here have known the Lord for a number of years. And many have joined in assemblies over the years and know much regarding the Word of God. 那许多人也参加不同的聚会，并且很清楚的、很清楚的认识神的话语。But as we are in a season right now when we're considering this matter of spiritual leadership, 当我们在这边思考属灵的领导的时候 ，we want to just give simple background through the scriptures so that everybody could understand together. Especially for young people and for new believers, we hope that you will understand the word of God in this matter of leadership. 特别是为了年轻人或是最初信的，希望我们能够明白关于这属灵属灵的领导这个题目。Last week, our brother Christian Chen shared on this very matter. 那上个主日，我们的陈弟兄也分享到这个主题。And we read again some of the passages that he spoke on last week. 我们也就重复了，重复去读他上个礼拜所读的那些经节。We know when we read in the New Testament, we see that God raises up certain men to take spiritual leadership and to represent our head, the Lord Jesus Christ. 那我们也看到，在新约，圣灵也会带领着，会兴起的一些属灵的人领导人物。We are all together the body of Christ. Every member has a function. But there are certain brothers who have this function of spiritual leadership. This is what we're looking at in these days. Now there are different terms that are used for this spiritual leadership. Now, 有几多不同有不同的字，我们来描述这个属灵的领导。If you look in First、uh, Peter chapter five verses one and two, 如果我们看到彼得前书第五章第一第二节 ，Here we see three of the common terms used for spiritual leadership. 那我们看到做属灵领导有三个很很平常的一个呃所使用的字眼。But interestingly, we see that these three terms are actually referring to the same persons. 那这三这三个词都是指到同样同一个人。Notice in verse one, he is exhorting the elders. Therefore, I exhort the elders among you. 那在第一第一节，他所劝勉的乃是做长老的。And Peter is appealing as a fellow elder. 那、Now why do we use this term elder? When you think of an elder, you think of somebody who has a Christ-like character. This is a description of maturity. This is a description of somebody with a godly life. This is a description of somebody who can be trusted. This is indeed an example to the flock. An elder, the 长老 expresses the character of Christ. This is very important in spiritual leadership. This is very important, especially in leadership. Now let's notice in verse two. That these elders are exhorted to do some things. It says, "Shepherd the flock of God among you." Now, this is the second term for spiritual leadership: shepherd. Now, today, most commonly in the United States, the word pastor is used. 
。那我们今天在特别是在美国，我们说常使用的字乃是牧师。But pastor, which is the, the Latin word for shepherd. 那牧师这个字在拉丁原文就是牧者的意思。Unfortunately, today a pastor does not mean what it means in the Bible. 但是很不幸的是，现在牧师的定义与当初圣经原文的所所表表达出来的是意思不一样。But what is a shepherd? 那这个做牧者的是究竟是什么 ？A shepherd is somebody who is able to feed the flock. 那他的功能就是要牧羊群羊。A shepherd is someone who is also able to protect the flock. 那这个牧他这牧者的功能也是要保护这群羊。And also by example to guide the flock. 那做个榜样，能够带领这些群羊。Shepherds are very important to a flock. 那这个牧羊对这个群羊来说是非常的重要。And so this term shepherd speaks of this man's lead uh, uh, ministry. 那这个牧者乃是这个人的职事。He is an elder by character. 那他的性格乃是一个长老。And he is a feeder by ministry. 那他行他的职事的时候，他就是施予的。But then we see the third word in verse two. 那我们看到第三第三个词乃是在第二节。Shepherd the flock of God among you, exercising oversight. 你们务要你们务要牧养你们中间的群羊，乃是你要照管他们。There is a third term called overseer. 啊，就是照管他们。And sometimes in our American translation, it's bishop. 那这个就是在我们提摩太前书也所看到那个字就是做监督。那有些的英文的翻译翻成 bishop。And actually in the Greek it's episkopos。那在希腊文是 episkopos。We get episcopalian church from that。那就是五旬节教会的那个字，呃，就是那个五旬节教会的那个字。Oh no。But it just it just comes from two words。反正就是这两个字的的来源。Scope, scope, like telescope, microscope. It means something you see. 那就是就是你看得见的东西。And the、uh, the prefix epi, which means over. 那 epi 这就是就是就是你看过去的意思。Now this is what an overseer is supposed to do. 就是监督的他的职分。Now this is not so much his character nor his ministry, but his authority. 这不是他的性格，乃是。Now, an overseer has a responsibility before the Lord for those people under him. 那监督他有一个责任，就是他有这个权柄，在他就是在他底下的人。They are, as it were, the keepers and the stewards of everyone. 那他乃是所有的人的，是保守这些，或是做这些所有的人的管家。They need to be able to see with spiritual eyes what is going on among God's people. They need to sense a burden from the Lord regarding His people. They need to be able to see if the enemy is sneaking in among them. They are responsible before the Lord for the sheep. This is a great responsibility. This is a great responsibility. And so these brothers that so, Peter is addressing, so these brothers that Peter is addressing, so these brothers that Peter is addressing, so these brothers that Peter is addressing, And then to have spiritual vision in order to see what is going on spiritually in the midst. 那他必须有这属灵的印象，能够看见所发在在其中所发生的事情。Now we also know there's a fourth term not used here that we call deacon. 那还有一个字就是在这边没有使用，第四个词乃是。You remember in Acts chapter six, seven men were appointed as deacons. 在使徒行传第六章有四位，就是被差派为执事。And in First Timothy chapter three, Paul again mentions some of the、uh, spiritual qualifications of deacons. 那提前三章也提到说做执事的一些的条件。And the word deacon is very simple. It means a server. 那做执事
这个词是很简单的，它的意思就是你是服侍人的。So these men simply served the tables, especially those Greek-speaking women who were not widows, who were not receiving their supply.那他就是服侍这些希腊的女士，就是他们好像没有得着不足的供给的这些女士们。Now we notice in the Word of God these four terms.那我们知道在神的话有这四个词：elders，长老。uh, shepherds, 有做牧者, overseers, 监, uh, deacons. These all describe functions. They were not titles. 他们不是他们的称呼, they were not professionals. They were not lofty positions. 非常高的一个职位, Actually, it was the opposite. 其实是相反的, These are the functions of sacrificing servants. You can think in the early church, they were despised in Jerusalem. They were, no, they were no professional preachers among them. They met from house to house. Nobody had much money, but they all shared together. So if you were to, re- to take this spiritual leadership, you received no money. 你不会接, you received much abuse from the outside. And you laid down your life for the brothers and sisters. Now who wants to do that? Nobody in their human nature wants to do this. But the Lord has made us new creatures in Christ. And we have a heart desire to serve the Lord. And the Lord gives us a, a, a sphere of service among God's people. And so we see these words which should be very precious to us. Indeed, our uh, brother exhorted every brother in this assembly. According to 1 Timothy chapter 3, every man that desires the oversight Desires a noble task. So, also we heard that those who are faithful in this spiritual leadership receive a great reward, indeed a crown, from the chief shepherd. Are you a brother here? Do you aspire for such a noble task? Are you willing to lay down your life for the Lord and serve His people? Oh, brothers, we need many more. Who are willing to serve the Lord. And indeed, this isn't just for brothers. But what I want to share about this morning is the present time we live. We live in the sunset days of the life of the church. And for those who study the Bible carefully, you will see that the terms are different as relating to the end times in the church. The situation has somehow changed when you read the book of Revelation. Or first John. Or even Second Timothy. Something has happened in the church. And there's been a de-emphasis among God's workers of the terminology of leadership. And we just want to note that. 
You see that much of 1 Timothy is actually talking about the qualifications of the overseer and the deacon and deaconesses. But by 2 Timothy, as Paul is ready to be martyred, the times have changed. And now, instead of talking about such uh, terminology, Paul speaks about vessels of honor. In First Timothy, he spoke about the church of the living God, the household of God. But you notice in 2 Timothy he speaks about the large house. In Greek, it's the mega house. Now there's, in 2 Timothy, there's many, many more saints. The churches have grown in number. But also, some tares have grown in with the wheat. And now when you look at the church, you see some vessels of honor and some vessels of dishonor. Now this uh, involves all uh, uh, brothers and sisters, but especially in terms of leadership. It appears that the house has gotten larger, but the standards have gotten lower. There are some who are serving, but they're just wooden. They're not golden. There are some vessels that you might hear in the larger church, but their words are not trustworthy. The standards have lowered. But Paul exhorts Timothy. Timothy, you must overcome this downward trend. God wants vessels of honor. People willing to overcome. A study to be approved of God. As servants of God, they serve with gentleness. And so Paul is exhorting Timothy in this changed environment. Now we also notice in the book of Revelation, as our brother mentioned last week, it's interesting that as Jesus addresses the seven churches in the book of Revelation, Ephesus, that he doesn't address the elders and the deacons. Now, when Paul writes the letter to the Philippians, you know he addresses the letter to all the saints, along with the elders and deacons. But now, when Jesus is speaking to the church, uh, even the, the church in the book of Revelation. He must appeal to the angels. To the angel of the church of Ephesus. Now what has happened? Now probably there's still elders and there's still deacons. But something has happened. And, there, and he is appealing to those who have an ear to hear and a heart to serve, and they are the messengers of God's word to that church. What has happened? We know for one thing in the book of Revelation, the Nicolaitans are exerting influence now. Both in the letter to the Ephesians and the letter to Pergamos, these Nicolaitans are mentioned. Now, we know that Nicolaitans, according to the etymology of this word, Nicolaitan, means power over the people. 
And we believe that John is speaking of this element of leadership that has come in and grabbed the office and the authority of leadership. Even as Peter said so clearly, don't lord it over the people, but be an example. But these men are lording it over the people. 就像彼得所劝勉的就是不要就是你不要瞎子所托付你们的做群羊的榜样 And now this term, uh, elder, deacon, um, uh, shepherd, all of these things now have become more like position 那现在这长老执事 做,呃,还有监督,好像都变成一个职位了。And not so much function.已经失去了他们原始的意思,就是要行功能的。And so these these terms no longer represent those who are sacrificing their life in service.已经不代表说这些人在服侍当中,在牺牲他的生命。But they are slowly becoming, we see, positions of power and authority.那在已经成为,就是有权利的这些的职位。now, if you know today in the Catholic Church, we see how this has worked itself out. Now, you know, uh, if you're a deacon, today in the Catholic Church, you are down in the chain of command several steps. 从最上面主管的下面有几步下来。Now, first step, Papa. 那最上面就是做教宗的。Now, he's the Pope. There's nobody higher. 那就是最上面就是教宗。But underneath him, 在他下面,the Cardinals. 那有这个红衣的主教。They all have the red uh, things on. They are like birds, the Cardinal bird. 那他们穿的就像这个红鸟穿的那个衣服,红袍。And then underneath them, Archbishop. That means the High Bishop. Under him is the bishop. And under the bishop is the priest. And if you're a deacon, you, you do things for the priest. And you see, all of these are now positions of authority. So these spiritual leadership Something has been lost. You have the positions. But where is the spiritual reality? But God is recovering the church. In this sunset time of the church's history, God is recovering the church. Now, what do we mean when we say recovery? Simply, the Lord is recovering spiritual reality that has been lost. When you look around the world, you see the church called Christian, many different denominations, many different kinds of churches and buildings and organizations. But there is confusion. All of these terms are defined differently by the different groups. And they are positions now more of positions of authority rather than terms of description. So today we have the Christian shell of the church, but where is the spiritual reality? You know, one time there's a famous theologian of the Catholics in the Middle Ages named Thomas Aquinas. 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 And uh, and Bishop Gregory invited him to Rome. I'm mean, sorry, Pope Gregory invited him to Rome. And at that time they were building this tremendous cathedral in in Rome. Pope Gregory said to Brother Thomas, You see, 
Peter can no longer say, "Silver and gold have we none." 但是教宗就跟他说，这个彼得现在就不能说金和银我都没有。Because the church had so much position and power and money. 因为现在的教会已经是这么的有钱，并这么有的这么有能力。But brother Thomas said back. 但是这个 Thomas 弟兄他就回答说 ，But neither can we say, "Rise, take up your bed and walk." 但是我们也不能说，啊，我奉拿撒勒耶稣的名叫你起来行走。You see, the church has the outward form. 那我们知道教会有这个外在的这个形状。But where is the reality underneath? 那这个实际究竟在哪里呢 ？Ah, but listen to this. 但是我们仔细听。Back there in Second Timothy, 我们看到提摩太后书。We see a very important thing. 我们看到很重要的一件事情。In verse nineteen, 第十九节。The church may be in a state of confusion. But the Lord knows those who are His. 但是我们的主知道属于他的人究竟是谁。Listen to this, verse nineteen. 我们仔细读。Nevertheless, the firm foundation of God stands, having this seal: the Lord knows those who are His, and everyone who names the name of the Lord is to abstain from wickedness. 让人神坚固的。神坚固的根基立住了，上面有这印记说：“主认识谁是他的人。”又说：“凡称呼主的主名的人，总要离开不义。” The Lord still puts His seal upon that which is real. 神还是把那印记放在那实际的上面。Today, man may put his seal of authority on on outward things. 人或许把这印记，把他这个权柄的印记放在。But our Lord Jesus is the head of His church. 但是我们的主耶稣乃是教会的元首。And He has a hidden seal. 那他有这个隐藏的这个印记。Among all the confusion. 那在所有的困惑当中。He has a people. 他有他的百姓。He knows those who are His. 他知道属于他的人。And how can we know those who are His? 那我们怎么能够知道这些是属于他的 ？We have wheat, we have tares. How can we know? 我们有麦子，有稗子，我们怎么知道怎么区别呢 ？Well, only the Lord knows for sure. 只有我们的主确实知道。But here's what we know. 但是我们所知道的那些 ，Those who call on the name of the Lord， 那些呼求神的主的名的人 ，and who abstain from wickedness， 那就是远离做邪恶的事情。Ah, you can see some reality in that. 我们就能够看到在他们里面有实际。Let me make it simple. 那我简单来说 ，The Lord knows the hearts of every saint. This includes the Catholic Church, and this includes the Methodist Church, and that includes our assembly, and that includes every church. This includes the Catholic Church, and this includes the Methodist Church, and that includes our assembly, and that includes every church. This includes the Catholic Church, and this includes the Methodist Church, and that includes our assembly, and that includes every church. This includes the Catholic Church, and this includes the Methodist Church, and that includes our assembly, and that includes every church. There are those who are abstaining. 有那些人在那边就是很做收很收敛的 ，turning away from the wickedness of this world. 那远离属世邪恶的事情。And you can see they are precious to the Lord. 我们知道对主来说他是很珍贵的。In the day of recovery, 我们知道在恢复的这些日子 ，despite all of the problems of the church as a whole, 虽然说教会所发生的许多的问题 ，there are some who are vessels of honor. 有许多是做宝贵的器皿的。Praise God for that. In every church, you know, in the seven churches in Revelation, there's overcomers in every one of those churches. Even Laodicea, there are some who love the Lord with all their heart. The Lord knows those who are His. Now, this is, this is a secret seal right now. But one day it will be the basis of our reward when He returns. 但是有一天，就是会成为我们奖赏的一个根基。All over, all all the churches through all the ages, there are those who have abstained from wickedness and have kept themselves a pure virgin for the sake of the Lord. 那在历史历代，就是有这些得胜者，那是为他们生，就是我们主所寻求的这些同生的这些弟兄们。Now, how about us here? 那我们在我们其中的人呢 ？Do you have a burden for spiritual reality? 你有没有这个负担？那是要追求属灵的实际呢 ？Now we already have. Can you believe we have an outward form? 
那我们现在有我们外在的这个形形状。We meet on Sundays. 我们每个主日在这边聚集。We have many people. 我们有许多的人。But do we have spiritual reality? 但是我们其中有没有属灵的实际 ？Only the Lord knows. 只有我们的主知道。Well, we have worship. 我们有敬拜。But you know, worship can be real or not real. 敬拜也可能是实际或是不实际的。We can just sing hymns, or we can worship the Lord through hymns. 我们可以唱一些诗歌，我们可以借着诗歌敬拜我们的主。Do we desire spiritual reality? 但是我们是否渴慕属灵的实际呢 ？Oh, there's so much that calls itself worship in Christendom, but the Lord knows those who offer their hearts. 在基督教里面看到许多这些我们称为敬拜的这些事情，但是我们主是在看看透人的心。Oh, there's a lot of ministry that goes on. 那有许多的执事在发生。But how many are speaking the oracle of God? 但是有多少人？说到神的启所启示的呢 ？There are many who are serving. 有许多人在那边服侍。But how many serving with a heart that's sacrificing to the Lord? 那有多少人在那边服侍，乃是以奉献的，乃是一个牺牲的一个生命，乃去奉献。We have prayer meeting. 我们有祷告聚会。But are we binding and loosing in the spiritual reality of prayer? 我们是否在属灵的实际里面，在那边做捆绑、做释放的工作呢 ？Brothers and sisters. I think we need to have a burden for this spiritual reality. It's so easy to be satisfied with an outward form. But there is one who is not satisfied unless there's something real going on. And upon this earth in these last days, the Lord is looking for spiritual reality among His saints. 那我们的主在末日里面在寻找，在他圣徒当中追求属灵实际的这些人。You remember that John in his first letter. 那我们看到约翰在他所写的第一封书信里。This written near the end of the first century. 是在第一世纪的末了写的。Actually, we know from all three letters that he calls himself John the Elder. So we know there's still elders, there's still deacons, there's still various terms. 那我们知道有许多的词，他是一个长老，有这个做监督的，有许多不同的词。But what is the terms that John uses to define the spiritual reality? 但是约翰所使用来描述属灵的实际的词究竟是什么呢 ？He says we have precious little children. 我们有这些宝贵的小的。These are believers who just recently have been saved. 这就是刚出信的这些信徒。And then we have another level spiritually of young men. 那我们看到也有就是另外一个阶层，另外一个就是年轻人。Now actually, this can be men or women. This is not a gender thing. 那这个是不分男女的，就或许是男或女。But they have the word of God abiding in their hearts. 但是有神的话语藏在他们的心里。They are learning to overcome the enemy. And yet we need, and we have fathers. 我们也需要啊，有这些的，就是父做做我们的父亲的这些。Oh, how we need this spiritual reality of fathers. 我们需要有这个属灵的实际，哪是有这个角色，就是有父的这些角色。Who are these fathers? 那这些做父的角色的人 ，Those who have known Him, who is from the beginning. 那就是那些已经从起初就认识他的。Ah, there is something of character there. There's something of vision there. There's something of the wisdom of experiencing there. 那就是你从经历里面出来的这个智慧。And so when we say we are in these last days, we also are looking to see the fathers in our assembly. 我们实在也在我们这末日的时候，也在寻找这些做父有父的角色的这些圣徒。How wonderful if we could have those who can truly shepherd. And who have the character of Christ, and they have oversight of the assembly. We 实在是何等的羡慕，我们能够有这些能够牧养，并且能够做监督，能够探望，就是看望，就是在聚会当中的弟兄姐妹们。And we should be praying about these things in these days. 我们也在这些日子里面，能为这件事情祷告。Now you can see that today we have a very practical problem. Regarding terminology. 那我们今日有一个很重、很一个严重的问题，就是关于这些词的定义。In the in Christendom as a whole, almost all of these terms we have mentioned this morning are misused. 那我们知道，在今日的基督教里面，这些词都是被滥用。Now you know, among the Catholics, and not just only Catholics, 不仅是呃天主教。
the head guy is called father. But this is not always the spiritual reality. Or bishops or priests are used. But then in the Protestant assemblies, everybody uses this word pastor. But it's misused almost always. Because the pastor is a shepherd. But, it, but in today's hierarchy, the pastor is the head minister at any church. So in many churches, in spiritual reality, we have pastors who are actually evangelists. Evangelist. Evangelist. Uh, we have pastors who are prophets. Because we don't use the word as it, it's meant to be used as a function anymore. And we usually have deacons and they're underneath the pastor. When I was Baptist pastor, we always had monthly deacons meeting. We discussed the matter and they would always say, Well, Pastor, the buck stops with you. You must decide. And then some churches today have elders, but they're usually doctors and lawyers and uh, important people. And however we define these terms, it causes great confusion because people don't understand. So if you come regularly to this assembly, and people say, well, who's the pastor? Well, now what do you say? Well, uh, there is no pastor. Now immediately they think you're some kind of evil church. So maybe we should say, oh, we have many pastors. But that would cause even more confusion. What do you say? It's a very practical problem. What are we supposed to do? Because the Lord is raising up people with a function as an elder, the function of a deacon. And uh, yet, uh, what can we say about it? So I just want to touch on and fellowship about uh, three practical questions. Now when the Lord raises up these brothers, question number one, how do we recognize these brothers? And second question, what do we call them? And third question, how long do they serve? Now, we can just have some fellowship on these things. Now, there is no firm uh, line in the Bible that we should take on some of these matters. But our first question then is, how do we recognize these men of spiritual leadership? Now we have to believe, even in this last day, that the Lord has raised up overcomers among some men, and they desire to serve the Lord and have been serving the Lord. Now I have to confess to you, there's some brothers, even among us here, that I would like to shake and say, why don't you wake up and start to serve God? But then the elder Peter says, not under compulsion. 
那这个彼得也，长老彼得也提到说是不要，就是勉强。We cannot compel somebody, force them to be a leader.我们不能勉强一个人做领导人物。Some brothers actually have a calling in this, but they are being disobedient to their calling.那现在的问题是，有些人有得着这个呼召，但是他们没有听，没有在违背这个呼召。Now when it gets to Finding ways to get around being a faithful servant, I have never met anybody as sharp as Chinese men. They can do business in the business world and be a leader, absolute dictator. But somehow never rise in spiritual leadership. They stay behind and say, "Oh, I'm unworthy. I'm unworthy." But there is a Lord. Who is watching every man. Now he is looking right now. Actually, over this period of time where we were just meeting, meeting, the Lord has been looking. He's been looking. He sees who's faithful and who's not so faithful. He sees who comes and wants to serve. He sees those who don't really care about serving. Oh, the Lord has been looking. He sees those who are submissive and he sees those who are hard and independent. He sees those who are humble and he sees those who are proud. They've been among us all this time. And the Lord knows. All we're trying to do is find out the ones that the Lord already says He is faithful. Now, how do we do that? Well, you know, back in the old days, uh, the apostles came by and, uh, and helped the assembly to choose uh, leaders. But actually, it didn't have to happen like that. You remember in the book of Acts, the uh, the apostles just told the people to bring forth seven men, and the people actually uh, found the spiritual men who could be deacons. But we see sometimes when Paul went to some place, or Titus did, or Timothy did, he went there with the purpose of uh, finding the elders. Well, so where's our apostles? Uh, now we have another problem. Because the Lord wants spiritual reality of those who are apostles, but where are the, the, these people apostles? Apostle somebody who is the father who started this uh, assembly. Okay, who's that? Well, we don't have anybody. So we can't use this process. But meanwhile, brothers have been serving faithfully here among us. And we need to start praying and asking the Lord for clarity as to who they are. Now you know our brothers Maurice and Enoch. Over the years they have been responsible. You've seen them function sometimes as elders, sometimes as deacons. Now this assembly is getting very large. These two guys cannot do everything. And they've asked Brother Christian and I if we would fellowship with them. And we are doing that in order to try to see who among us uh, the Lord is raising up. Now, you see, this matter of, uh, of seeing uh, and recognizing responsible brothers is, is not an election. 
But the question is, do you see? Now we're encouraged by the fact that there are many brothers who are really faithful. But not all faithful brethren are appointed to these spiritual leadership. As a matter of fact, if you look in the book of Acts, you see that leadership among the men was larger than just those who were elders or deacons. In uh, the early stages of the book of Acts, you know, we first meet Barnabas as a very generous brother who gives his money to help uh, supply the needs in Jerusalem. That's in chapter 4. But interestingly, in chapter 7, when they appoint the seven deacons, they don't appoint Barnabas. But, he, but he's obviously a very precious brother. And we discover later on the Lord, the Lord sends him out as an apostle. Also, if you look in Acts chapter 15, we see something, another interesting phrase. When they are fellowshipping about what to do in terms of the Gentiles, we see verse 22 of Acts 15. And they talk about the, the, the decision they came to before the Lord. Then it seemed good to the apostles and the elders with the whole church to choose men from among them to send to Antioch with Paul and Barnabas. Judas called Barsabbas and Silas leading men among the brethren. 那時使徒和長老並全教會定義從他們中間揀選人,猜他們和保羅、巴拿巴同往安提亞去,就是稱呼巴薩巴的猶大和希拉這兩個人在弟兄中是做領首領的。Now here's a phrase leading men among the brethren.那我們這邊看到這個詞就是做首領的。So we see that there were many brothers offering leadership in different ways.那我們看到 but not everybody who even is in, among the leading men are actually uh, elders or deacons. And so how do we recognize these brothers? They're already here. We just need the eyes, spiritual eyes, to see who's been faithful. Now, second question, what do we call them? Now, many assemblies just call them by the biblical names. Say, this is elder so-and-so, this is deacon so-and-so. I used to go a number of times to speak in black Baptist churches, you know, Baptist churches with all, all black people, African Americans. And I used to go to one a little uh, storefront church. Only about 15-20 people. And I used to uh, preach, you know, from the from the stage. And sitting on the stage with me was more than half of the congregation. They were all deacons and all elders. Every brother was elder so-and-so, deacon so-and-so, reverend so-and-so, all these guys here. So only speaking to seven people and uh, twelve people behind me. So then those are So some people just use these names like that. And some people just call them the brothers. But they put a capital T on the. The brothers. Now, of course, everybody knows who they mean. But we, we have a problem. It's a problem actually comes out of a, a vision matter. 
You notice, as I said, in the later letters, like 2 Timothy, Revelation, 1 John, there's a reticence to use these terms, elders and deacons. And there's a simple matter that we have regarding these, ty- these terms. The problem is that the church is presently in a state of division. When the Lord looks down upon flushing, now there's many assemblies. And when you look among those assemblies, there are some very precious vessels of honor. And if the church were one, then all of these elders would be one. Probably you would have a Hispanic brother, an Indian brother, a Chinese brother, a Korean brother, but these these men, uh, real elders in the Lord. My brothers and sisters, I, I covet this reality. Could you imagine the reality that would dwell in the church? If such, if there was such oneness. But we are divided. So we can't call ourselves the church. Oh, we can say, oh, but, but we're right. So we're the church. No. But as long as there's this division, all we can say is we want to be a testimony of the reality of the church here. As soon as you say you are something, the spiritual reality goes. Now, in our assembly here, the Lord is raising up some men to be uh, leaders. So, what if we call them elders? Well, they function as eldership. But maybe compared to the whole of Flushing, they are just babies. You know, if my brother Andre is an elder here, but then he moves to a, a, a Chicago, but he is just a babe in Christ compared to the brothers there. And so, how can we say that these brothers are elders when the whole church isn't together? And this is why we come up with this phrase, responsible brothers. Now, why do we call such brothers responsible brothers? Now, this is just a working term. But the advantage of this simple phrase is that it emphasizes the function. They're being responsible. But it de-emphasizes the title. So we just say brothers are responsible. That's usually the phrase we use. Now it's not illegal to say uh, if somebody's an elder, you're talking about it. I mean, you know, these are Bible phrases. But we stand as one here in New York City. Do you know there's only one church in New York City? 
This is the reality. So how can we uh, give people such kind of uh, terms that would divide the assembly? Now a third thing. How long should they serve? Now when we had deacons in the Baptist church, we always got rid of them in four years. Some brothers, as soon as they were called deacons, they started causing trouble. And we felt like uh, all the Democrats are feeling about Bush. We just can't wait for him to get out of the office. But uh, how long are, the, are brothers uh, to be uh, responsible? And the answer is very simple, as long as they have the spiritual reality. Now just in the last year, I know two assemblies that had elders, and they had to de-elderize the elders. One man was immoral. And one man, his circumstances had so many difficulties he could no longer serve. And so this matter of brothers who have spiritual leadership has to have a certain amount of flexibility to it. People's circumstances change. There may be some brother here who is really very faithful, they're really growing in the Lord, but they're not quite ready yet. But maybe in six months they're ready. Then there's some brothers who have some real gifts. But they have some issue. And it prevents them from serving. But we trust that the Lord by His faithfulness and by the working of the cross would bring such men to the place where they are humble and faithful servants. And so, uh, if a brother is responsible, as long as he truly is responsible, of course, how can you say, well, he should stop serving? We have uh, some brothers in our midst who have been very faithful over the years, and they're quite elderly now. Uh, we have the feeling if they had to bear such responsibility at this time, we would be killing them. I mean, uh, you, you've watched uh, like our brother Enoch, you see him, he takes out the garbage downstairs, then he runs up, he takes the keys and opens the building, he has the vacuum cleaner out. I mean, who, who, who can do this? But we know in our midst that there are many brothers who are dear and precious brothers. And we're fellowshipping and praying about those who could serve at this time. Now the last thing that I want to say Every brother and sister is a responsible brother. Now that's the Lord's desire. Every brother and sister serving with all their heart. And in this day where the church is in division and confusion, but wouldn't it be wonderful to be in an assembly with the spiritual reality of leadership? In the end, 
It's the overcomer who receives the rewards. Not only those shepherds who are faithful as shepherds, 不仅是那些就是很忠心的这些牧者，在这些牧羊这些群羊。But let's just look at three passages in Revelation, and then we're through.我们就再看几处在启示录的经节。Because the overcomer includes both brothers and sisters.因为这个得胜者呢，是包括了弟兄和姊妹。And if we're faithful to the Lord and do what He asks us to do，如果我们对主忠心的话，then we overcome.我们就得胜。uh, we look in chapter 2 and verse 26. And the church of Thyatira. He who overcomes and he who keeps my deeds until the end, to him I will give authority over the nations and he shall rule them with a rod of iron as the vessels of the potter are broken to pieces as I also have received authority from my father. 那又得胜又遵守我命令到底的，我要赐给他权柄，制服列国。他必用铁杖管辖他们，将他们如同摇摇户的瓦器打得粉碎，像我父领受的权柄一样。Now only the Lord knows those who are His own.就我们的主知道属于他的人。The seal is presently unseen by us. But when our Lord returns, that seal will be shown. Everyone who is faithful will receive reward. Every overcomer will be part of this ruling and reigning. I will give you authority over the nations. And we reign together with our Lord. In chapter 3, verse 12, He who overcomes, I will make him a pillar in the temple of my God. Now you remember there were pillars in the church of Jerusalem. These were men of spiritual character who could bear the responsibility for the life of the church in Jerusalem. But here in verse 12 we see that everyone that overcomes will be made a pillar in the church of our God. And brothers and sisters, we cannot disqualify our sisters from receiving their great reward. If they will serve and be faithful in the charge that the Lord gives to them, their reward will also be just as great. And then finally at the very end of chapter 3, verse 21, He who overcomes, I will grant with him, uh, to him to sit with me on my throne, as I also overcame and sat down with my father on his throne. Now, brothers and sisters, do we take these things seriously? We are in the sunset of the church. Our Lord Jesus is coming back to set up His kingdom. Will you be sitting on his throne? That you must overcome now. No matter, even though no one tells you to serve, if you have a heart to serve, you will find some little way of serving brothers and sisters. We will touch spiritual reality in our assembly. Not just a group of spectators, but a, a fellowship of servants. And when the king comes with his kingdom, there will be great reward. And we declare this kingdom gospel forthrightly to all. When this kingdom comes, there will be great gain for those who have been faithful. And when his kingdom comes, there will be great loss for those who have been lazy and disobedient. 
Now we want to continue to pray for those who are spiritually responsible here. When we have such ones in our assembly, it, it, it gives us that life and further progress of the gospel work. But then you, brother, sister, no matter how young you are in the Lord, 但是在座的弟兄们，不无论你在组里面是多年轻，Do you aspire to the noble task? 你是否愿意？你是否渴慕这个比较尊贵的这工作呢？ Then overcome. 所以你当得胜。We know mostly we have to overcome our own self life. 那我们首先呢是要胜过我们自己的己的生命。Our own laziness. 我们自己的懒惰。Our own self perspective. 我们所有自己的自己的自我观念。We need to abstain from wickedness. Allow the cross to work on us. In such a way he prepares us as a servant. And when he quickly comes, he comes with his reward with him. May the Lord be merciful to us all. And let's pray. Lord, we thank you for your precious plan. And we thank you that you always look for spiritual reality. No matter what uh, terms we use, you're looking for the functioning servant. Oh, grant us shepherds, overseers, elders, deacons, leaders among the men. And we pray as well among the sisters. Give us a heart to serve. The grace to obey. And in this day of compromise in the church life, to overcome and touch spiritual reality. Oh Lord, we thank you. You are the great shepherd. You are our elder. And you are overseeing all that's going on. Lord, have mercy upon us. We all can acknowledge many unfaithfulnesses. There are many things that you have called us to do, but we held back. Lord, before your invitation, to the noble task we repent. We ask that you would give us hearts not for position, nor title, nor power. But that you would give us opportunity to lay our lives as seed into the ground. That we may faithfully serve you in these last days. Lord, we pray for spiritual reality in our midst. We know only your spirit can work this into us. And for those who are faithful and serve you in many little ways, we pray that you would let them know the Lord knows those who are His. Oh Lord, help us in these days to be faithful to the end. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you.